0: Chapter 1. Choose Your Career Passion Seventy-year-old Gary Droz is formally retired from his second career and no longer paid for what he does. But it is his passion that keeps him going. After all, he's living out a boyhood dream. Gary tells the beginning of his story like he's still sitting at the small wooden desk in his sixth-grade classroom. Mrs. Johnson has asked her class to take out a sheet of ruled paper and a number two pencil to write down what they would like to be when they grow up. Gary taps the eraser of his pencil on his temple, then carves two words in cursive onto the paper, a teacher. It's not a common answer for a twelve-year-old boy in the 1940s, but it is honest and something Gary would never forget even when its realization seemed reckless. In the fifties, a male high school graduate had three well-worn paths before him—college, the military, and sales. Gary tested the first two, giving a year and a half to the books and two years to his country. But by the age of twenty, marriage and the birth of his first child veered his path toward the promising world of sales. This would prove to be a much longer path than the first two. Despite his lack of college education, Gary secured an entry-level sales position selling spices and condiments for R.T. French, the company most known for its mustard. It was then that Gary learned he had a flair people respected. He is an assertive man who is equally disarming and he listens well. In the sales profession, such qualities go a long way. They would carry Gary more than twenty years. At 27, Gary left R.T. French for a brighter future. Proctor & Gamble was hiring, and they liked him. Gary was assigned a tri-state territory that included South Dakota, Nebraska, and his home state of Iowa. Driving 4,000 miles a month, Gary pitched his ideas and products in hotel lobbies, hospital offices, and school break rooms. He was gradually moving upward and providing for his family, something his father struggled to do but with each year that passed, his gaze probed deeper inward. I never really forgot about teaching, but it wasn't until I realized that each time I was given more responsibility in my job, I ended up with less time at home. At one point, I was traveling from Monday to Thursday for four or five weeks in a row. I'd sometimes go over a month only seeing my wife and kids on the weekends. When I realized this, I knew something had to change. Deep down, Gary knew there was only one option, but how would he do it? He wasn't young anymore, and he hadn't even finished college. Besides that, if he left P&G now, after 17 years, he would have to forego a profit-sharing and retirement package that would be over a million dollars when fully vested. I thought about the money and the risks, and then I thought about traveling 1,000 miles a week and selling bar soap covers for another 20 years. I was only 44 at the time, and the way I saw it, that meant I had at least 20 years to do something else with my life. Most 44-year-olds in Gary's shoes would recall the past and let the weight of a 23-year career keep them put. Time investment always seems like a feasible excuse, but for what return? Gary considered this and had his answer. The money would have been nice, but it didn't matter. I grew up very poor. My parents never owned a house or a car. My father loved playing cards and often gambled all the money he made, so my mother had to work seven days a week just to put food on the table. Gary learned early to appreciate the meaningful things in life, like a job, a roof, and a warm meal, and his subsequent action was born from that wisdom. Meaning over money. Provision and passion before prosperity and position. It was a warm summer morning in Ames, Iowa, when Gary loaded the dog and the last suitcase into the back of the car. They had sold everything in their home that wouldn't fit into a medium-sized box. What was left, about fifty boxes, was in storage. Gary didn't know where he was taking his family, but he had some ideas. He and Gene had done some research in the preceding days and scratched down a list of cities with good colleges where Gary could finish his bachelor's degree in education someplace warm. That was the only prerequisite. A couple of weeks and several hundred miles later, they landed in Boca Raton, Florida. A stack of bills followed his family to Boca Raton, so once they found a temporary place to live, Gary sought out a job. The position wasn't important. He just needed something in the evening to keep them afloat while he finished school. during the.